It was a tasteless, a dull, tasteless thing. This life before salt. It was a dark, meaningless thing. This life before light. Then he came, we thought, to do many things. To our surprise, he called us, saying, You are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So he has called us to be salt in this earth. To season and preserve all life with love. So he has called us to be light in this world. To dispel the darkness of hate and injustice. So he has called us from every nation, culture, and language. All purified by Jesus to be salt of every kind. Some of us are sea salt, some rock salt, some finely ground. All purified by Jesus and all beloved as we are. So he has called us from every nation, culture, and language. All gifted by the Holy Spirit to be light of every kind. Some of us are daylight, some candlelight, some flickering fire. All gifted by the Holy Spirit and all beloved as we are. He has come through us to do many things. To our joy, he has called us, saying, let your light shine before others. It is a bright, joyful sunrise. His kingdom coming with light. It is a rich, welcoming banquet. His feast seasoned with salt. So he has called us from every nation, culture, and language. All beloved of the Father, and in him we are alive. So he has called us from every nation, culture, and language. May the people see our good works and give glory to God. Amen. Yeah, I think we can do better than that. Can we just celebrate how God is working through all generations today? Yeah, let's just celebrate that. It's just awesome to, to see God at work this morning, and I trust already that the Holy Spirit has spoken to your heart. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew uh, chapter 5. Um, today we uh, conclude our series entitled The Upside Down Kingdom. We've been looking at different passages of Scripture here in Matthew chapter 5 over the last few weeks um, where Jesus describes what the kingdom of God lived out looks like right now um, today in, in, in our time. We've talked about the fact that when Jesus came to earth, he came as God in the flesh. He brought the kingdom of God to us. And as we choose to live in obedience to uh, what Jesus taught us, um, we can bring the kingdom of God right now today into our families, into our homes, into our places of work, into our neighborhoods. And we can see this beautiful upside-down kingdom of God lived out in every relationship that, we've ha that we have. We've talked about the importance of Things like humbling ourselves before God. It makes a difference when we humble ourselves before God, doesn't it? Um, and allow him to work in our life. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Um, we've talked about um, pulling up to the table and eating and, and drinking from the deep well of Jesus Christ and, and so, that, to, so that he can work through us each and every day. And last week, Pastor Travis um, talked about the fact that we must allow him to continue this work in us and purify our hearts so that we become more and more like Jesus every single day. If that's your desire this morning, would you say amen? And I remind you today that there is a reason for all of this. It is for us, right, to become more like him, but really it's bigger than us. If you're glad today to realize that you're a part of something far greater than you, say amen. Jesus wants to work in us so that he can also work through us. You see, we cannot contain on the inside what Jesus is doing 
on the inside. We cannot contain it. It was never intended to be contained. This deep work of Christ in us will always come out. Matthew chapter 5, Jesus describes what that looks like, beginning with verse 14, and here's what he says. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Lord, we do praise you today for all of the many ways that you're at work in our lives. For all of the many wonderful ways, Lord, that we've seen your your fingerprints and felt your spirit, Lord, all over uh, this service together that we're having this morning. We're thankful that you're here with us today. And Lord, we ask once again that your Holy Spirit would speak to our hearts and that you would mold us and change us and shape us in what you would have us to be. From the very youngest here to the very oldest and everyone in between, may you work in our lives today and make us more like you. We pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, you are the light of the world. Notice what Jesus doesn't say here in this passage that we looked at together. He doesn't say you should be the light. He doesn't say take some time to think about it and decide whether or not you want to be the light, right? Jesus says here, you are the light of the world. That's what you're called to be. That's what you're called to be. That's what he created us to be, the light of the world. And as we allow Jesus to work in it, in us, we can't help it. The light is just going to shine out of us. So he says, let your light shine. In other words, don't try to hide it. Don't try to hold it back. But just let what I'm doing in you flow out of you so that others can see me and give me praise for what I'm doing in you. Isn't that a great plan? I just love the fact that that's what Jesus is, is, intends, shining is what we were created to do. Shining is light into the darkness of the world around us. He's calling us to shine his light every place that we go. At home, shine the light. Right in your own home, let your light shine. Your kids and your grandkids need to see what this upside-down kingdom looks like lived out today right now so shine the light of Jesus into their lives and I have to remind you something that I told you about four weeks ago and that is this you don't have to force it it's not like okay pastor said Sunday that I need to let my light shine so I need to write that down and make sure that I check that box every day right no we don't have to force it we just allow Jesus to work through us whatever Jesus is doing in us just naturally allow it to flow out of you let your relationship with Jesus Christ flow into everything else that is happening in your life that's why we've talked about these last few weeks humbling ourselves that's why we talked about hungering and thirsting for more of God that's why we talked about letting him purify us and make us holy and make us more like him because when we're doing those things all of the sudden all of that work of Christ in us is gonna flow out into the lives of those around us that we love and care about we don't have to worry about shining our light into our family because guess what if we're living with, for Jesus and walking closely with him it's gonna flow out of us into their lives it's just going to happen in fact I'll tell you this you can't even stop it right I mean I want Jesus to so fill me that I can't help but let the light shine and spill into others 
around me. And, I, and, I, and I'll just say this as a side note, the way that you treat your kids and your spouse will always be directly affected by your relationship with Jesus Christ. I remind you that this relationship will affect all of these relationships around us. If you believe that this morning, say amen. Your family needs light, so let it shine. We've got a lot of a lot of kids here with us today, and I know some of our college um, kids are home um, this weekend. Welcome. We're praying for you, and we're glad that you're here with us this morning. Um, we need to shine our light at school. I don't have to tell students, um, I don't have to tell you what happens in most schools when you bring up Jesus. Um, even at times in, in Christian schools, it can happen. I was in a conversation with a person the other day, and they have a grandchild who is a freshman at a secular university, freshman this fall, and they came home for break a few weeks ago, and this, this grandmother was telling me, she said, I was talking to my granddaughter when she was home, and, and uh, she said, uh, what have you been learning? And she said, well, there's two things I've learned at college since I've been there. Um, one is that the world hates Christians. Like, people around, people there, it seems like hate Christians. The other is college is really, really hard. <laughs> That's the two things that she's learned so far. Um, but we know that it's true, like, you know, uh, we live in a dark world. We live in a world filled with darkness. But we shouldn't be people that, are, that walk away or back away from those things because aren't you glad this morning to be reminded that light always overcomes darkness, right? It will always happen. And we had a conversation and we talked about the fact that, you know what, it's okay if the world hates Christians because the world hated Jesus too, Remember? Sometimes we don't always want to remember that part of the story, but the world hated Jesus too. In fact, they crucified him on the cross. But can I remind you, things turned out okay? Right? Jesus rose from the grave, and because he rose from the grave, because we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this morning, because he is alive today, do you believe that? If you do, say amen. Because he, he's alive today and sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he has sent his Holy Spirit to give us the power that we need to be the, to be the light in the world around us, we live in victory this morning. Aren't you glad? Right? Jesus gave his life to give you victory to enable you to shine your light. And as we talk about it, as part of this upside-down kingdom, Jesus told us, guess what, folks? Here's what you need to do. You need to love the, your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And so even in the midst of a, a world around us who may not always love us and embrace us for what we believe and for who we are, guess what? We can love them in the same way that Jesus loved us. Aren't you glad? And that's how our light shines. That's how his love pours out of us into the world around us. So if you're a student today, I want you to know that your church family loves you and is praying for you. And while we might not understand everything that you go through, I'm glad to remind you today that Jesus Christ understands everything that you face, every persecution, every hard day, and he is with you. And I want you to know we're praying for you. And if we can help you, let us know, let us know how we can do that. Let your light shine. And that goes for the workplace, too. When his light shined through me, as many of you know, I worked a, a secular job for a number of years before um, the Lord called me into ministry, and so had lots of opportunities um, to, to be light in a very dark place at times. And um, I want you to know that, that there were times when um, I was made fun of. There was times when guys would, would poke at me for stand, different stands that I would take when I would bow my head in the lunchroom for that uh, brief uh, seven or eight seconds just to pray for my sandwich. Um, guys would kind of take notice. You know, I didn't say, hey, everybody, I need you to be quiet so I can pray, right? 
I'm just in the corner and bow my head and guys would take notice and they would kind of you know poke fun at times or at the golf scramble that we had every year and I would say you know what I'm not gambling today guys um, on this or when the meeting after the meeting started you know about six o'clock and everybody else is grabbing a cold one out of the refrigerator and and I just kind of politely say you know um, not for me thanks um, you know there would be some ridicule that took place in those times it didn't feel good in the moment you know, when you're getting poked fun of and, and kind of made fun of and laughed at it, but I simply just tried to live the life that Christ had called me to live, and in, in so, not making a big deal about any of it, but just taking little stands here and there saying, you know what, I, I, I live as a part of a different kingdom. Not in a proud, boastful way, but in a very humble way, just saying, you know what, um, my life is different because of what Jesus has done for me. And they may have ridiculed me in the moment, but light shined into those moments and opened doors for light in other moments. Just like when some of the very same people who would poke fun at me and, and kind of laugh a little bit in those moments I just described, when one of them was battling with an ex for custody of their child and going through a very difficult divorce, it was that same guy that was kind of poking fun who who uh, pulled me aside and said, hey, would you, would you pray for me? This is what's happening in my life today. Or, or when, um, when um, one had a teenage son that ran away from home and it had been 24 hours and they didn't know where he was and she came to work the next day and you could tell she was very broken and as I walked by, she called me over and just said, hey, would you pray for my son? Would you pray for my son? We don't know where he is when the spouse left or when the bankruptcy was filed or when someone in the family got cancer and the story's going on and on and on. They weren't ridiculing me then because the light had shined. They were coming and they were saying things like, would you pray? Hey, would you remember us? Would you ask your, your church to pray for us? And it was never done in the, in the grand, hey, everybody quiet, I, I want to ask Brian to pray. It was done just the same way, normally pulling me off to the side and just saying, hey, would you pray for me? You see, light had shined in, on those difficult days in different ways. And, and I don't tell you that to bring glory to me. I, I tell you that to say, when we shine God's light, the darkness around us that takes notice, we have to just be brave enough to shine. Christ was shining into their lives. And there's some things that we have to remember this morning about light, things that you know but things I think that I want to pull out to you in a spiritual sense to help you realize again, first is this, light penetrates. Light will always penetrate the darkness. By nature, it cuts through and eliminates the darkness. As you shine your light, the light of Jesus Christ, the light that he's poured into you, as that shines through you into the world around you, darkness is eliminated. Ground that the enemy has taken, think about this, ground that the enemy has taken and trying to, to keep hold of is all of a sudden taken back for the kingdom of God just a lot of times just by your presence in the situation. Just by God placing you in the midst of a, of a difficult situation, the kingdom of God has taken ground back from the enemy. You're an ambassador of the kingdom. If you're a Christian today, you're an ambassador of the kingdom of God. Every place that you go, every relationship that you're in, every, every situation where you have a chance to just influence in that set of circumstances for the kingdom of God, you are an ambassador of God. His light is shining through you. I wonder 
Sometimes why we think the enemy fights so hard against us, whether it be at work or in our family situations or when we're sharing with others or inviting them to church or inviting them into a, to a lunchtime where we know that God could open a door for us to share with them or encourage them or point them to Jesus in some way. I wonder why sometimes we think the enemy is working so hard. You see, our steps forward for Christ, it upsets the enemy. It upsets the enemy. When there's problems at work or at school or at home, a lot of times it's because we're taking steps forward, doing our best that we can to take steps forward for Christ. I thought last week, in the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about how hard the enemy has been battling for the souls of three little girls that are staying in our home right now. I mean, I just see the, the, the war raging, the spiritual battle that's taking place for these three little girls. He's doing everything that he can to destroy them. And I have to remind you today, you know, we don't think about it like this. We don't like to talk about it necessarily like this. But can I just remind you today that the enemy hates you? Okay, some of you said, okay, yeah, okay. The enemy hates you. The enemy hates your family. The enemy hates your, your children. Jesus defined it pretty cl clearly. He said the enemy comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. Like, that's not a message. Okay, Pastor, come on. Lighten it up a little bit, right? See, I think we have to remember today that the enemy is out to rob you spiritually. And I had to be, it had to be identified to me by the Holy Spirit in a fresh way that the enemy is out to destroy the lives of three little girls while they're young. You see, if he can capture them while they're young, guess what? But then I was reminded as I was studying for this message today that no matter how dark things look and no matter how hard the enemy look, works to try to steal and rob them now, that light always penetrates the darkness. And that seeds planted even in their lives right now today by some of you sitting in this room who teach them or who, who have an influence on their life, but besides Michelle and I, as we pour into them right now, that the seeds planted today, that the light shined in today, it will never leave them. And can I remind you today that as you shine light into the darkness of, of different uh, relationships that you're in, that the light will always shine there because of what you're doing, because of the steps that you are taking. Light penetrates the darkness and penetrates Satan's attempts to steal those that we love. I'm glad to be reminded today that Jesus always gets the final word, aren't you? Always gets the final word. In other words, no matter how thing, dark things look today in a situation or relationship or at work or wherever it might be, let me just remind you today that our hope is in Jesus Christ. And he will provide for us. John 1.5 reminds us, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus came, the rest of that verse, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus come that we might have life and have it more abundant. Have it, have it to the fullest. It's in Jesus that we have life. And he is the light of life, the Bible tells us. The love that you show, the encouraging words that you speak, the acts of kindness that you display to others, the prayers that you pray, the hope that you bring into others' life. Let me tell you, just your smile at times, just your smile 
in a situation can bring hope to somebody. Just walking up beside somebody in a, in a Christian way, maybe putting your arm around them or, or putting your hand on their shoulder just to let them know that, hey, I know you're going through a hard time right now, but, but I'm, I'm here. Most importantly, Jesus is here. And he cares about you. It's light shined into these situations. Reminds you this morning that light penetrates and it makes more of a difference than you realize. Light, light not only penetrates, but light reveals. Light shined into lives and situa situations reveals what couldn't be seen before. I don't know about you, but I want to see what's going on around me. I don't, like, I don't like walking in the darkness. I've been reminded over these last few months, um, you know, our kids, uh, our, our kids are all adults now. We went through the phase in our home where a lot of things were left, toys left laying out on the floor when sometimes when you go to bed at night, you'd find surprises, you know, uh, in the darkness. And we got through that phase and moved on. I'd much forgotten it until more recently when we still try to get around and pick everything up. But we have one little girl who likes to get up in the middle of the night and uh, at times and, uh, and, and, and make herself known. And sometimes she even gets some toys and drops them in places in the hallway. And then we'll go back to bed. And so there have been times when I've gotten up and, and I get up early in the morning and I do my very best to try to get through the house into a place where I can do my devotions and things uh, and turn on a little light, right? But, but try to get there in the darkness, not to wake anybody else up. And there have been those times when a special Lego brick would be placed just in the right spot in the middle of the hallway, and there's nothing worse than a Lego brick, right? In the dark, in the hallway. Um, can I tell you how hard it is to not let your mouth open when you, when you step on one of those things, right? And so um, I, I like to be able to see, you know, and, and probably you do it too. I get my cell phone out, and even just a little bit of light shining off the screen can give me enough light to see. Light penetrates the darkness. Light reveals what is before us, uh, what is hidden in the dark. Matthew 5, 15, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl, right? Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house so that others can see. Christ's life shine into our life, reveals so that we can see. We can see what Christ wants to do in us, but it also shines through us. Can you think about this? Do you realize this morning that Christ can reveal things through you in the lives of others just by the way that you live? Just by the decisions that you make, Christ's light can be revealed in the life of other people. They can, they can think things like, by watching your life, they can think things like the Holy Spirit enables them to see the way you live and think, why do they make that decision? Or, I really want to, they may never say it, I really want to live that way. I want to have the strength that I see in them. Where does it come from, right? And often it will, this, this light that is revealed will create conversations. Things like, I noticed you bowed your head before lunch. I really need to pray more. I, I really need to pray more and ask God to help me. You see, I told you about those that poked fun at me and those that kind of got after me at times, but there was one time when somebody said to me, I wish I had the courage to pray. Or I noticed, I noticed that you didn't volunteer for overtime on Sunday, and, and we say, yeah, you know, I wanted to be in church with my family on Sunday. 
well, I, you know, I really need to get back in church. I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations like that where somebody would say, what are you doing tomorrow or what are you doing this weekend? And you just simply say what you're doing, right? Planning to do this on Saturday, going to church on Sunday. All of a sudden, a little bit of light is shining to their life. And what happens? It reveals something that the Holy Spirit speaks to them. And they're like, yeah, you know, I really need to do that. Now, we don't think about it in these terms, but that's light that is shining into their life and revealing something that God wants to do in them. And how did that happen? How did the Holy Spirit speak that to them? It's simply because you're living your life and the light is shining out of you and you didn't even realize what was happening. Or something so simple as, hey, I saw you reading your Bible on your phone. This has happened to me sitting in the hospital waiting room before. I saw you reading your Bible on your phone and I really have a hard time understanding the Bible is there a version that you use or what all of a sudden the light is shined just simply by doing what Christ has called you to do can I remind you today that you don't have to have all the answers spiritually I don't have all the answers spiritually don't get discouraged or upset with me about that I'm just being honest with you like I don't have all the answers but guess what I know the guy that does and if you're a Christian today, I remind you, you know the guy that does too. And all we have to do is let our light shine and just be transparent with people. And guess what? If we don't know, there's a million ways to find out and to follow up. Let your light shine. Let it reveal in the lives of others what God wants to do. And then we also see our light guides. It guides us in the way that we should go. It leads us along the right path. His light shined into us, helps also lead others around us. As I said earlier, the closer that we walk to Jesus, the brighter that our light shines. And we're living in a day where we need men and women and young people and boys and girls who desire more than anything to be the light that Jesus can shine, that his light can shine through us every day, every place that we go. And to be a guide points others to Jesus and leads those around us on the right path. So many today around us are stumbling around in the darkness. They may not realize it, they may not identify things just like that, but they're stumbling around in the darkness. And someone needs to be there. Someone needs to be there to guide them and allow the Holy Spirit to work through us. Can I remind you today how far ahead of somebody else that you have to be spiritually to guide them and to lead them? One step. One step. You don't have to identify yourself as a spiritual giant to lead somebody else to Jesus Christ. You just need to be one step ahead. I was thinking about driving one night recently that um, it was dark, it was raining, it was really hard to see. I know you can kind of relate to that, many of you. You know, when you get out and you're driving and, and it was really dark that night, raining hard, hard to see. It was on the interstate and there was kind of a light fog and then all the spray from the traffic around me and it was almost impossible that night to, to drive safely. And I was um, on the interstate. Traffic had slowed down uh, considerably around me. The conditions were just so bad that night. And, and uh, to make matters worse, I was on a stretch of road that had just been re paved so it was really you know it was black first of all I mean really dark and then on top of that all of the reflectors that we and the reflective tape that we get so used to being there to kind of give us that guidance had all been removed and hadn't been put back yet so you can just kind of you, you maybe you've driven in, in that before so you can kind of understand the what picture I'm painting here for you today it was just impossible to see where you were going um, and so I was doing my best that I could to stay on the road and to kind of interpret where I was uh, in condition in, in relationship to the ditch right in the garden rail 
And up in the distance, I could just begin to see some, some light shining. And so um, I did what I probably shouldn't have done. I sped up. I sped up and I, in an attempt to try to get closer to the light that I could see. And when I got closer, and this isn't a great picture and this isn't the truck, but it gives you an idea. When I got closer, I could just make out the, the lights on the back of a semi-trailer. And I thought, you know, if I can just get up close enough to follow him, I, I'm just going to trust that, that, that he's going to lead me. He's not going to get off the road. He's just going to lead me down the interstate. And sure enough, like I got in behind the semi. and still pouring down rain. Not much else had changed, but just enough light coming off his trailer that he was able to, to guide me right to the exit that I needed, and I was able to, to get off. And I thought about the Scripture it says, Jesus spoke to the people and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You see, light guides. I'm glad today that Jesus Christ is, is here this morning and, and, and he wants to guide each one of us into a deep, growing relationship with him. That's the first place that his light will always lead us, is into a deep, growing relationship with with him. But I also want you to realize that Christ wants to shine his light through you because there are others around you that he wants to use you to guide them safely home. And what I have to help you see today, this, this, just, this was a thought that came to me as I was thinking about this truck driver, right? So this truck driver, he has no clue. What's he doing? He's just driving. His lights are just shining. Like he has no idea that he has just led me safely where I needed to go. And the reality is this, your light, if you're shining it the way that Christ has called us to shine it, there will be people that will, that will be, that your, his light will reflect through your life. You will never have any idea until we get to heaven the impact that you've made on other people around you. The way that that light has shined into their life and has guided them and directed them and helped them to see Jesus, you will never know. And yet they will testify to the fact someday, had it not been, had it not been for that person had it not been for you who was leading and shining and doing the right things every single day, consistently, day after day, that helped guide them to the place that they needed to go, they would have never been able to get there. I hope I can help you see this morning how important it is for us to let our lights shine. And the reality, too, is this, that you're going to shine your light and pour your light and, and be intentional about shining light into places and into people and you may never see them embrace that light. Can I tell you this this morning? Keep shining anyway. Keep shining that light. Keep reflecting the love of Jesus into those lives. Keep praying for them. Keep allowing Christ to use you. Light penetrates and reveals and guides, but folks, most of all, light shines. Light shines. You're called to shine. It's a relationship that we have with Jesus, right? It's a relationship that we have with him. We don't, we don't seek the, the, the idea that, okay, Lord, I want you to shine through me. We just seek Jesus, and the natural outcome of seeking him should be what? The shining of his light through us. There's a beautiful picture in the Old Testament that I just want to paint for you this morning before we close. Beautiful picture in the Old Testament. A foreshadowing, I believe, of what... Christ wants to, the relationship that he wants to have with us. It's found in Exodus 34. Moses has led the children out of Egypt and out of captivity, and, and now they're in the desert. 
And they've received instruction and direction from God. And, and Moses realizes that what they need most of all is God's presence leading them. A lot to be said for that today, too. Amen? What they needed most of all is God's presence leading and directing them. And so Moses, he's alone with God, and he tells God, he says, if your presence doesn't go with us, then don't send us up from here. If your presence doesn't go with us, then we're not going. And God assures him that he will go with him. And Moses has these conversations with God in his presence, and the, the Bible tells us that as a result of this conversation that he has with God, Moses, as he comes down off the mountain, that his face was shining. In, in Exodus chapter 34, verse 29, here's what it says. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of testimony in his hand, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. This word radiant, when you boil it all down, here's what it means. His face was shining. There was a glow upon the face of Moses. Why? Because he had been in the presence of God. You see, a close relationship with Jesus Christ means that we've been in his presence and as we spend time with him, it changes us. That's why what we talked about over these last few weeks have been so important. Because we have to humble ourselves enough to get in the presence of Jesus. And when we get in the presence of Jesus, we have to hunger and thirst for more and more of him every single day. And as we hunger and thirst for more of him, his Holy Spirit begins this purifying work in our life to make us more like him. So there's some things maybe that we have to let go of, and there's things, some, maybe some things that we have to pick up, but most of all, we have to allow him by his grace to usher in his Holy Spirit to do a fresh work in us. And as that happens... The natural outflow of this, this ongoing presence, being in the presence of Jesus in an ongoing way, is that our life shines. His light shines through us. Even when we walk through difficult times, even when we go through problems and seasons of adversity, even when things on the outside around us aren't working out the way that we hope they would, his light can still shine through us because it's all about our relationship with him. Maybe you're here this morning and you know that your light has grown dim. Maybe you realize today that the spirit of Christ isn't shining through you the way it once did. I want you to know today that his presence changes everything. Getting into his presence and allowing him to do a fresh work in you, it changes everything. It renews us so that his light can shine in us, so that he can mold us and shape us, but also so it can make a difference around us. Or maybe this morning you know that you're a long way from where you need to be spiritually. Maybe the Holy Spirit has talked to you this morning and and you're very aware that you're not where you need to be. That, to be honest, maybe you're walking in darkness. I want you to know this morning that Jesus Christ, through his Holy Spirit, has shined his light into your life today. And he is drawing you to himself in a fresh way. And all we have to do, whether we have grown dim or whether we know that we're not at all where Christ wants us, all we have to do is just receive, open our hearts and receive him this morning. Aren't you, th aren't you thankful today 
that no many, how, no, you've heard it said before, but no matter how many steps we've, that we've taken to walk away, it's only one step back to Jesus. Because he's coming after you, and he's reaching out to you this morning. And what we have to do is embrace him in a fresh way. Ephesians 5.8 says this, For you were once full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. That's our call today. That's his challenge to us this morning, to live as people of light in a deep and growing relationship with Jesus Christ. I'd like for you to stand with me, if you would, this morning and, and bow your heads with me as Pastor Nathan comes. Father, we're grateful today for your word and for this upside-down kingdom that you call us to. We're thankful today that you fill our hearts with your spirit and that you change us and that you can transform us completely and that's your desire to live as children of light, to live as light in a dark world. And Lord, today my prayer is that we would seek you today. And so Lord, I just pray this morning that whoever it is that you are speaking to today, wherever they are in their walk with you, my prayer is that their greatest desire in this moment would just be to, to draw closer to you and to allow you to do a fresh work in their life this morning. So Lord, just help us to be obedient to your Holy Spirit just now as we, as we spend this time in prayer together in Jesus' name. As your heads